You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. We've got Major League Spring Training Baseball on Saturday. The Tampa Bay Rays back in Port Charlotte. Actually going to host the Atlanta Braves, and then on Sunday it's a TV game. So... It's back, baby. Yeah, you'll have Andy and Neil on the radio this weekend. Then you got Rays on the television on Sunday. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah, I Lightning love it. have day games Saturday, Sunday too. So you can uh, Sunday you can watch both at the same time. Oh my god! Actually, so Sunday you've got USF SMU at noon. You have the Lightning at the Devils at one, and the Rays and the Tigers at one. You've got all three on the TV at the same time. You got well, all three of your TVs will be in here. And my three TVs will all be lit up here in the uh the Stroud Palatial Estate. Yeah, it'll be great, man. I I'm stoked about that. That's really cool. Um and I, I love that the Rays are back in Port Charlotte. You know, they were in Trop last year uh Hurricane, of course, uh, took mm-hmm. out a lot of that that town, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, they're back down there. Um so yeah, uh, the Yingling Center should be sold out again. Trying to beat SMU this time. I mean, it's going to be a great, great sports weekend. So we'll be uh, here for all of that when we'll talk about what happens on Monday. But first, uh, we've got more of your mailback questions uh, today. So I'll be headed up to Indianapolis on Monday. Jason Light, Todd Bowles will speak on Tuesday. We'll also probably hear from Raheem Morris, Dave Canales, a very, you know, Buck centric NFC South division this year, the head coaching ranks. So lots to talk about. And, of course, maybe get some updates on their free agency situation with Baker Mayfield. They will be narrowing in on that two-week window when they uh, can use their franchise player tag if they decide to. I still think if they use it, it will be on Antoine Winfield Jr. Um, That is not a guess, by the way, but uh, we'll see if they're able to reach a long-term deal with him. Then maybe they'd have it available for Baker or somebody else. It won't be Mike Evans because that, I think, would cost you about $28 million. Um, So they're not going to do that. But... Certainly, there'll be news out of the combine. Michael Penix Jr. is going to work out. We'll get the medicals on him. So, uh, we're you know football's back. It never really left. It never really leaves. Uh, they just wrapped up the Super Bowl you know ten minutes ago, and here we are on to twenty twenty four. I mean that's just how fast it goes. So always uh, always fun to talk about. In the meantime, uh, we do have some questions we can answer for this Friday show, and uh, we, let's get started. Well, in honor of baseball being back this weekend, we'll start with a couple of baseball questions. We yeah. Have. Michael asks, how confident are you in the Rays' plan at the catching position? Well, I don't know that they have a plan other than it's it's one guy. It's Pinto. I don't, I don't know. I'm sure they'll find a number two. Um, but that number two is, is, is all part of the equation, right? You don't know uh, how many games the starter can go. You hope for good health and all those things. But it is a, you know, you're one foul tip away. Um, so, you know, look, I, I think he showed enough last year, both behind the plate and, and at the plate that he certainly is a, a major league catcher. And I think, you know, do, will do a good job, especially handling, handling this staff. But, you know, 
can't be too rich or too thin or have too much catching. I mean, that's, that's sort of the way it goes. And, you know, you'd like to get some offense. I think Pinto will hit some, but I don't know what they're going to get. And, and here's the thing. If you just look at like who's still unsigned out there as far as catchers go, there's really no, no one that stands out, you know? Well, and that's why they haven't signed a second guy yet. And maybe Alex Jackson becomes that guy or they're waiting for teams to make some cuts. So make some changes. Yeah. And then, you know, others will become available. I mean, let's not forget they, you know, during the middle of the season, they found guys in the past like Travis Darno. Exactly. Who was traded and cut before they picked him up. And, and revitalized his career and went on. Mm-hmm. So did so did some other guys they've had. Yep. So, you know, I, I don't, I think you're right. I mean, their plan is we have a starter and we're going to wait throughout the spring to figure out the rest because yeah. we'll see who's who becomes available through cuts. Yep. Um, possibly a trade if you have trade, to. maybe, yeah, you know, and, and see what Alex and, and the younger guys have and, and to kind of see what your future is. Right. It's a hard thing to fill. And especially if you're not, you know, spending money on free agency, right. um, catching but here, his- here's one other thing I know about the Rays is that their manager is a catcher. Yeah. So if they believe in Renee Pinto, you're probably pretty confident that you think he's going to be good enough this year. Yeah, I, I, I thought they saw enough of them last year to make that decision, you know? Yeah. And, and as the, always, the defensive side of it means more to them than the offensive side. Yeah, how you handle pitchers, you know, what do you do behind the plate? I mean, you'd love to get, you know, 20 bombs and a 250 average. That'd be awesome, but not many catchers can do that in this in this league. The biggest thing is, you know, can he, can he play, you know, well over 100 games? Um, you know, that that's going to be the, the litmus test, but... You know, catching, especially for a team that's built around defense, you've just got to have it, you know. And they were impressed with them, and they're going to go with them, and that's that's fine. It's never been a team that has spent money on a catcher. so They've made a lot of money for catchers that are coming here, like you mentioned, Darno and others. Um, but they'll find a way. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not as concerned. You know, I'd be more concerned if you're just going to list the sort of the – you know, concerns, one through whatever. Starting pitching is where I would begin. Mm-hmm. You know, I just don't know how, you know, with all the injuries they've had and the guys that they got coming back, I just don't know how that's going to map out. I don't know if you can get three solid guys, and we know there'll be more injuries as the season goes on. But if you're starting with these guys, that that was sort of a lot of that was your depth a year ago. All that's wiped out, you know. Your number there, three starter wasn't even a starting pitcher at the beginning of the last yeah, season. Yeah, he wasn't even, yeah, exactly. Zach Littell. Zach Littell was in the bullpen until the very end of the season. So, I mean, I, now well, one thing I do love, and it's interesting because it's the same position, is their bullpen is tremendous, on at least on paper and what they've done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they may not need more than four or five innings from those guys. <laughs> that's the good news. And they'll have some openers as well. So they may. This may be a year where Kevin Cash has to spackle it back together, uh, but other guys will emerge, you know, and they'll find some dude off waivers that'll come in here and be a converted reliever and wind up their number three or something. But um, that that's the starting pitching is is to me to me the biggest concern. Josh tweeted. He says, "Do you think Josh Lowe becomes an every game player this season?" He made huge gains last season, and I would love him to see him play more. Love the show, and thanks for all you do for the fans. Well, thank you for listening. 
Um, hey, Josh Lowe, I think they've made that decision. What every day means, Steve, these days when you play for the Rays, I don't know exactly how to quantify that. I guess it means you're in the lineup more often than not. Yeah, I, th- I think it's more like, you know, if there's six games in a week, you're probably playing four. And are you playing against left-handers? Probably. Uh, I think some. I think they'll pick their matchups. Yeah. Um, so I I think they look at him as as a starting outfielder, for, you know, for better or worse. And he, he certainly took that step they needed to take at the plate last year. So – you know, you, you you worry about injury and things like that. But, no, to me, he's, he's, he's their plan. You know, they're, I think they're planning on him being one of their top nine dudes, you know, that, that on the field or eight guys on the field every day. Um, but you're right. Like, what does that mean, you know, Monday through Sunday? I, I don't know. I guess matchups, matchups will determine that. I don't know if he's going to go up against the best left-handers in the game. And matchups and you know look they like to get their backups playing time they don't want guys no. you know outside of harold ramirez who's going to be mostly a dh and a pinch hitter right assuming he's still on the team right you know the fourth outfielder or even if it's like rosario who can also play outfield yeah you know they're going to want to get them games you know now so, defensively i don't know that i think you know when you think about guys like margot and guys they've had in the past i don't, I don't know that low is there I think he's he good defensively. T- I mean, I think I think DeLuca is going to be the better defensive guy. Yeah, uh, who can play all the outfields. I mean, we you know still got Surrey. You still got yeah. you know a Rosarena. But yeah, he should. To answer your question, he should be he should be considered the starter, the guy mm-hmm. for most days. Well, speaking of Randy, we got a question here from Tommy. It says between Nikita Kucherov and Randy Rosarena. Who is more valuable to their respective team? Ooh, wow. What a great question. I mean, that's outstanding. Um, at this moment, boy, that's a tough question. At this moment, Steve, I'll say it's Nikita Kucherov because he's playing at an MVP level. I don't think a Rosarena is there yet. All-star, right? Mm-hmm. Um, energy. And it's funny because Nikita, you know, isn't that flashy guy? Well, he is flashy the way he plays, but you know, not not a not a verbal guy certainly. Um, and number and one, always, BS. number one BS. Yeah, no, right. He's a lot of fun at the boat parades though when he gets hammered. <laughs> um, but short of that, he doesn't have much to say. And you know, they, they've gotten on him, you know, for the All Star game and last of days ago and this not. But at the end of the day, like we could be talking. Could be. I don't think we will be. We could be talking about a guy that's the most viable player. Well, and we went after the league. second time. Yeah, yeah. So I, Randy's not there. Randy's an all star. Kucherov's an all star. Like the, it kind of ends there. Um, and and frankly, Kucherov has done it here longer than Randy. You know, um, I don't know. Maybe they're the same, but I. But no, I, I would give the nod. I think Cooch. If you ranked all the players in the NHL. What would you say? Top five? Let's take out goalies. Yeah, no, definitely hard to compare that. No, no, not goalies, but just. Yeah, I mean, you're going to talk forwards. Let's just talk forwards in hockey. Okay. I I think if you polled people, McDavid's one. Mm -hmm. Matthews is probably two. Mm -hmm. If you think Sid Crosby's still up there. Eh. 
I, I tend to think he's not quite top five at this point. But That's he's still, a legacy still pick. A damn yeah. good player. I mean, he's still. That's like saying he's Ovechkin top five, right? Like, uh, yeah, and Ovechkin's trailed off. Now, granted, he's he's heated up older. a little bit of late, but yeah. he's he's had he hasn't had a great year. Um, yeah. You know, you could definitely see he's on the downside. I mean, Crosby's a little bit, but he's his his game's still very good. Um, Nathan McKinnon's up there, who Cooch is kind of battling with the points race with. McKinnon's really good, yeah. yeah. The hard part is Cooch doesn't get as much love because he's not a center. Yeah, that's the, true. The centers tend to, you know, you're you're taking face-offs and you're playing more of a 200-foot game. Cooch is a winger, and so, you know, they're, they're generally viewed a little different. Now, he is so unique and special in the way he sees the game. And when you hear, you hear the guys around the league talk about Cooch and how he's just, you know, so calm and cool and, you know, just never gets up, just, you know, just plays his game and is so deceptive. Like the respect he's got around the league is tremendous. Well, I, I don't think he's I don't think he's viewed as a top five player. He's probably viewed as the top winger at this point. Yeah, I think he's passed in, in most people's mind, like David Posternock and guys like that at wing. All but, right, let me try so, it. Let me try it another way. Is he is he a bigger star in the NHL? And I know it's Tampa, smaller market and all that. But is he a bigger star in the NHL? than a Rosarena is in Major League Baseball. In other words, you would list a lot of players in the MLB before you get to Randy. Yes. Even outfielders, right? So I, I think in, I think around the league, I mean, I, I think particularly fans, I think Cooch would be a lot further down than you think. I think guys who know hockey would put Cooch right up there. I mean, look, Cooch, Nathan McKinnon is having a fantastic year, and so is Austin Matthews, who... Now became the the fastest American to reach fifty goals as far as games yeah. played in a season. They're having great seasons, but Nikita Kucherov. I mean, he's thirty six, thirty seven points ahead of the next guy in his team. Yeah, like he's carried this team. Well, and they're he, in a playoff spot, right? You now. know what it is? It's the market, and he's Russian. Well, and he doesn't speak to the media, right? Like, I mean, he could. He chooses not to, right? Um. He's more of a villain on you know when you when the teams mm-hmm. face him than he is a you know a guy that people like yeah you know? yeah. But I think I, I I don't know I guess you could name five other players but he uh, to me he he ranks higher in his league than even Randy would in his and Randy's damn good mm-hmm. uh, in getting better all the time I still don't think that Rosarena has you know completely had that like even though he's been an all star like hasn't had that like. There's more meat on that phone. I, I still mm-hmm. think he can do more. You he's know, he's for, done it in the postseason, which is yeah. a shorter sample size, and, and even more pressure, to be honest. Right. But he hasn't had those wow full season yet. Yeah. Like, I mean, he, he's been great. And, you know, last year was a very good season. But, mm-hmm. you know, there, there it, wasn't, it wasn't MVP caliber. No. As you said. No. And this guy, this guy's playing at that level and is – certainly established himself as one of the top in the game. So I would say Kucherov, and it's a great question. Fantastic question. All right, we got a few more mailbag questions we'll get to here in just a minute. But first, you know, for the past 14 years, the skilled pros of Electric Solar have been installing solar energy systems in Florida. Now they provide the most reliable solar equipment, the best installation methods and service while helping homeowners cut energy costs with an environmentally friendly investment. May Electric Solar uses their own skilled employees never subcontractors, and they've always offered the safest and most reliable equipment. Well, now May Electric Solar offers a 30-year 
no-cost equipment replacement, and labor warranty. That means for 30 years, Bay Electric Solar, backed by Solar Insure, means that your roof electrical equipment and replacement is all covered. Solar Insure even survives May Electric Solar. It is owned by the homeowner with no deductibles or additional fees. In this policy, it will transfer to new homeowners with no fee. It's not a blanket insurance policy. In fact, only the best contractors are allowed to be part of its program. May Electric Solar's reputation and their history of workmanship has earned them this membership. To learn more about May Electric Solar's installation and their 30-year warranty, call 727-819-2862 or visit mayelectricsolar.com. All right, we'll get to one more baseball question, and then we've got a couple lightning, and then we'll get to Bucks at the end here. Adam asks, the Major League Baseball YouTube has posted a few videos. One was the top 100 plays of the season that did not include one play from the Rays, a best comebacks of the year that did not include the Rays down 0-6 to the Yankees, and now another video that was a 14-minute walk-off homers that get increasingly more epic that did not include Longo's 162. Why does MLB continue to disrespect the Rays, even though we should, stay, we should be respected as much as the Yankees and the Dodgers for what we do and have done on our budget? Well, I'm going to put this in a media terms, um, and that is if I'm on social media or I have a social media account, I assume this is MLB, mm-hmm. I want as many eyeballs as possible, period. And so you're going to skew towards, and I don't, I haven't seen the, the video, so I don't know. But I would imagine you're going to skew towards more uh, bigger fan bases. You know, at the end of the day, people that live here know and care about the Rays and know and, and, and understand how good they are. And I think there's respect in the league for them, for sure, because they managed to do more with, with less. And they're perennial playoff teams, and they've gone deep, and they've been to a World Series and all that. Um, and Kevin Cash is the longest tenured manager in baseball. So all that's working in their favor. But if you just if you're ta- trying to make an appeal to somebody in Fresno, California, you know, um you're not going to get many likes or clicks or whatever it is that you could your measurement's going to be um with the Tampa Bay Rays as you are with the Yankees, the Mets, the Orioles, the you know, go on through. So it that's just to me that's just a media thing. Yeah, they don't Look, they're always they're, name the team. They're always going to be overlooked, you know. Um, and winning winning doesn't guarantee anything in terms of media attention. Mm-hmm. I'll give you an example, and this is not. I'm not complaining about. It, so people know this is not. This did not hurt me, um, nor did I really care. But when Tom Brady was here for three years, even the last year where it was not good, right? We'd all agree they had a losing season in terms of record, eight and nine. Um, he was not healthy because of what went on in his life, losing twenty pounds. They lost Brian Jensen. Like it was a it was a difficult, difficult year. Yeah, they won the division, then they got waxed by the Dallas Cowboys. Nonetheless, for those three years that Tom Brady was here, I was getting calls every single week from Dan Patrick, Rich Eisen, you know, you name the national show. And then when Brady left, okay, well, understandably, not as much interest. But it's not like people never heard of Baker Mayfield or that he hasn't been on a gazillion, you know, progressive commercials or that he wasn't a first overall pick and a Heisman Trophy winner. Like, that's a dude, right? That's a guy. He's not Brady. Of course, he's not Brady. Not one phone call 
or text or request to be on any of those shows. Not one. You text them and they say, who's this? Exactly. New phone, who's this? Who who dat? Yeah, that's what you get. Who dat? Who dis? Oh, that's a different team. Yeah, well, true. Who dis? <laughs> uh, and, and again, I'm not offended. I, th- I predicted. I told them all that they, that would be the case. Yep. And they were like, oh, no. Okay. It's like, no, you won't. I, I literally, when Brady retired the last time, I go, well, that's it for me. You know, it's I was a good been run. talking to you for three years. And I was right. Um, but I think that's getting back to the question, like, that's that's just what it is, man. It's like they're trying to get eyeballs on a product. And so you're going to cater toward the biggest cities, the most popular teams, the brand names. And I haven't looked at the list, so I don't know. Um, do, the, do the Rays get overlooked? A lot, yes. But it's funny because not within baseball. Like baseball understands what how great this organization is, what they're able to do with so little relative to what these other teams are doing in the bigger markets and stuff. They all know how great the Rays are, um, but yeah, don't don't let don't let one social media uh, post, you know, Jade. You're thinking it just their goals are just different, right? Their goals are just to drive as much traffic because if there's traffic, they're selling ads. If there's ads, they're making money. You know, just like any other digital enterprise. But um, but yeah, it's it's. Uh, it's always going to be the case, you know, when, when you're talking about something national like that. Ed asks, what's going on with the Lightning? I'm beginning to think Tampa shouldn't be in the playoffs if they continue to play the way they have the last few games. Well, if they play the way they have the last few games, they won't be in the playoffs because they haven't gotten any points. So you're going to have to start winning again. You're going to start winning at home. It's been a very uneven year. You know, they were playing so well going to the All-Star break, and it was like, and and so the brakes were put on that, and then they came out, and then next thing you know, they're winning in Boston where nobody wins, and so you're like, okay, then they're back, and then they come home and they have, you know, two very unspectacular games, and at least one of those they you know against a very winnable opponent. So now I, I don't know where they're at. Like I I don't, I'm not sure what to expect these next couple of weeks because mm-hmm. I could see them doing what they're doing now, which is not playing good hockey and kind of scuffling around and feeling the pressure and, and not winning. Or, you know, you're you're only one win away from, you know, turning it around. So they're still in position. They yep. put themselves in a good place. And we're taping this before last night's game. So True, we, correct. We, don't, we don't know the results of what they did against Washington. Yeah, they could have blown them out or gotten blown out. Who the knows? last few games, and I would say even before the two games lost, the, the games, yeah. a couple games prior. They started struggling with their structure and getting pucks out of their own zone. Getting out of their zone again, yeah. They started making some hope passes and bad play. Some of it, you know, some of it I think was their trailing in the game and trying to make a play. Um, you know, I, so some of it is, you know, when you're down, maybe you take a few more chances. Maybe yep. you shouldn't have, but you do that trying to get back in games. Uh, it's kind of what happened at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. They, they they really struggled getting out of their own zone. Uh, we're two weeks away from the trading deadline today. The Lightning essentially have $8.5 million of cap space because Mikhail Sergachev's on LTIR and will not be back before the end of the regular season. Yep. I expect Julian Breezewell will make moves. I do too. I, I would think they're going to get a left-handed shot defenseman. And I would think they're looking for 
probably a, a, a second-line center. Mm-hmm. Those are the two positions I'd be looking for. And if you can find two guys at $8.5 million or less, or someone who could take on some salary in addition to picking up guys, they may be rentals. They may be guys that are only here for this year. Yeah. Sergachev's $8.5 million comes back next year. You know, Normally, Julian Breesball has not done rentals in the past. Not very often. David Savard was one, but... But typically, he looks for guys that have at least another year or two term-wise that the team controls. But this year may be that exception, purely because of Mikhail Sergachev's injury. You know he's coming back sometime. Yeah, he's yeah. coming back next year, so you have to account for $8.5 million on the cap next year. But you get that exemption this year where you can go spend it. So I think, you know, let's see how they play the next two weeks, but also let's see what changes are made. I I, I think the, the back end is, I think... I think Darren Radish and Perbix have picked up their play since the beginning of the season. I think Chernak's still rounding into form. I I think Emil Lilleberg is bring some great physicality, but I think he's hit a little bit of a wall right now, and I think he's fighting through that. I think a lot of rookies do that. You know, you come up, you you do a lot of good things, and then you know, one team start to figure you out too and learn how you play and learn how to attack you. And now you've got to make some adjustments back. I think he's played well, but I think he's made some mistakes that he'll learn from. That's what rookies mm-hmm. do. Um, you know, and I, I, I just, I don't know if they have enough depth scoring, which is why I think they need a second line center. If you can find a second line center, it allows Sorelli and Paul to play different roles. I, I don't, they're really good centers. I don't know if they're second-line centers. I don't think they provide enough scoring for that. Right. Well, Paul in, in five, definitely in five on five play. In five-on-five yeah. five play. I mean, you know, Paul's had a lot of power play goals this year. You know, and Sorelli's a, you know, tremendous defensive center. Like, you know, I mean, he shuts down other teams' lines. Pretty much whoever he's with. I mean, he's really good. But I don't know if he provides enough scoring to be considered a second-line center. So, I mean, if, I, if I'm Julian Breeswell, that's what I'm, I'm looking for, a left-handed shot defenseman to kind of replace Sergachev, essentially. And I'm looking for a second-line center. Not sure you can pull both off. How much, how much I mean, this is pertinent to probably nothing, mm-hmm. but how much do you think Hedman, his play has leveled out, has dropped off? Uh, I, I well, One, he's playing a lot of minutes right now. Yeah, I know. Um, I, I don't... I don't think it's dropped off too much. No. Um, I, I think, I don't know. They've been trying to figure out who to play with him. Like, the hardest part has been finding someone that can play with Hedman and accentuate his skill set. But at the same time, I don't know if we found, I don't know if they if they have found the right guy to play with Chernak yet. Ever since McDonough left, Chernak hasn't been the same. Yeah. And he and McDonough together were like shut down. And and Yeah, they're searching. I, I think I think they're still trying to figure out, you know, who the right partners are for everybody. Mhm. You know, Hedman plays with everyone pretty much. And when you play that many minutes, you're going to play with a lot of guys. Yeah, uh, a def- a defenseman for sure and then mm-hmm. like you said, maybe a, maybe a center. Um but they're going to do they're going to do something. They're they're right there. Um they need a little a little push, a little juice. Ready to pop the question? 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. All right, we'll get to another question here. Tommy asks, why does the NHL not show replays on the video screen compared to the other professional sports leagues in the NBA, MLB, and the NFL? It takes away from fans who want to know if the call stands or be overturned. Is that true? I don't know. Is that a rule that they're not allowed to show it while they're trying to make that judgment? Um, I think they'll show it some. I don't know if it's a league rule. Um, what annoys Best me practices. the most, <laughs> what really annoys me about the NHL, and I have been in meetings where it's been voiced to the folks at the NHL, why they don't announce every single penalty just blows my mind away. They don't announce it? Sometimes the official just go over and say, just, you know, they'll go to the, especially when there's multiple penalties. Sometimes they just go to the scoring table and tell them, and then also it's a power play, but you don't know what oh, happened. Wow. And they'll announce it eventually during play in the arena. But well, like, the official doesn't go it? to the center of the ice and announce it why all. Aren't you, I, I, I don't know why it's the referee's discretion. It should not be. That is weird. Yeah. You know, you've got to, you got to, one, your TV networks are paying. Millions of a lot dollars of money to yeah. show these games, and they should yeah. know immediately what the call is. And, and they're showing the replays. Yeah, and the fans in the building have paid hundreds of dollars for their tickets. Mm-hmm. They should know what the penalties are before the play begins, and then the PA announcer announces it thirty seconds later. I've never understood that. Like, you know, you made the call, announce it. Yeah, own it and take your booze. And, yeah, well, you know, you know the chance. So I, that's I, I I don't know about the the replay part. I mean it. Sometimes I think it's they don't have the replays. A lot of well, times the challenge for the challenges version, for the challenges the blue line camera. I don't oh, think okay. the TV trucks have that until the NHL gives it to them. Oh, okay. And so a lot of times I don't think they have it's the, not transferable. The building yeah. doesn't have the picture yet. The NHL does. They haven't given it to the building to show. How much do you think that it's just like crowd control? Like they, you know, let's not incite a riot here. I think it's less now because it's going to replay. Like, if the official blew it, the replay is going to fix it in theory. Right. I, I think there's less of that than there may have used to have been. The players can see it on their iPads. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they, they've got right. opportunities to look at stuff. I think some of it's the logistics of just which camera angles they have. Mm. All right, we've got a couple of Bucks questions. We'll wrap it up for the week here. Ellis asks, is there a scenario where Jordan Whitehead rejoins the Bucks this free agency period? Look, he's he is a free agent, and they have the need for a, a strong safety. There's no question about that. Um, love to see Jordan Whitehead in a Bucks uniform again, and you know he he was that physical presence, that downhill safety, not the biggest guy in the world, but boy did he bring it. And if you remember um, the year they won the Super Bowl, I think he played with a banged up, really bad shoulder um, that he got either in Green Bay or, or for four. But, you know, when he's when he's been challenged from a coverage standpoint, I think last year, I was watching the game, he had three interceptions against one team early on, and I don't know if he had another one the rest of the year. So he's not a ball hawk, per se, but I don't think you need him to do that. I think on this team, he'd be perfect, you know, down in the box and 
Um, you know, if you go to the nickel with Christian Izian or somebody else, you'd be fine. But um, I don't know what he's going to command. You know, it all comes down to dollars and cents. And this team, its priorities are going to be if they if they do what they want to do. You know, currently we said this the other night. They have one player who's going to make twenty million or more dollars, and that's Chris Godwin. But if they do what they want to do, they're going to end up with five players making twenty million or more. That is a huge, huge increase uh, in terms of salary cap. And then Mike Greenberg is going to have to get really creative, and you know those deals are going to have to stretch out for for a number of years to get them or keep them under the cap. Um, and so I don't know how much money they're going to have for the that that position, um, but it is a position to need, and. I I think they're going to have to address it, you know, because some of the guys that they brought in here in the past, Ryan Neal and others, just really haven't done anything. So I, I do think that uh, now you could see a situation where they go into the draft and they take a guy in the first four rounds at that position. You also got to think about inside linebacker with Devin White likely gone. Don't know what Levante David's future is. So, you know, there's going to be, different positions, but that's, that's fairly high on the list. You know, if you're going to re-sign an Antoine Antoine Winfield Jr. because of his playmaking ability, you need a, you know, you need Robin to his Batman back there. And, and more importantly, you need a guy that can come downhill and, and stop the run and be physical. And that, that's who Jordan Whitehead was. I would, I would think they'd be thrilled if they could get him back, but he's a free agent. And so, you know, all it takes is one team. And I think the value is going to exceed uh, you know, their ability to spend on that position with all the other needs and all the other players that are coming back, like Mike Evans, like, you know, um, Baker Mayfield and, and, and maybe even extending a Tristan Wirfs and franchising an Antoine Winfield or sending him to a, a long-term deal. So seems to be too many players to me, uh, but you never say never. Rob asks, how does Russell Gage fit into the Bucks' plans next year? If they cut Chris Godwin, would they maybe keep Gage due to cap implications? Well, they're not going to cut Chris Godwin. I mean, Chris Godwin's on the on the books for twenty million. Um, I think the plan is to have him back at least. You know, talking to their new offensive coordinator, he wants to move him back in the slot. You know, if you don't have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin becomes your biggest your biggest target, right? Um, You'll have to get more out of the tight end position. You'll have to get more out of some of the younger receivers. Maybe you draft a guy. Um, But I don't know. The the receiver position is one that I think they have to address in the draft. And I say this because it's a deep draft for receivers. The quarterbacks are going to push some guys down. Um, So to me, you know, you need to start looking at that next generation because I think this is Godwin's last year. You know, I mean, he's $20 million and you're, like I said, you're going to have a bunch of players making 20 million if they do what they want to do after this season. So in short order, if you can't get Mike back, uh, Chris is probably playing his last season here. I believe, I think, I think you're going to have to, you're going to have to start looking at, you know, who, who those playmakers are going to be out there because I, I don't know that they're on the team yet. I got a busy weekend in sports. Tampa Bay Lightning go back on the road. They're going to go and play the Islanders and then the Devils over the weekend. You got Major League Baseball. 
Tampa Bay Rays are going to host the, uh, the Atlanta Braves and then the Tigers, I believe. And then USF basketball against SMU. So busy weekend, busy Saturday in sports for sure. We'll be back to talk about all of that and more anything going on with the NFL Combine next week. Uh, so check out all the news and the latest goings on there with respect to the NFL on TampaBay.com and in the Tampa Bay Times. Thanks for listening. For Steve Versnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great weekend, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.